Chapter 21, 7.36 p.m. We crept, silent as a dream, through the bush. One foot in front of the other, sliding through leaves, our jaguar spots confusing to the eye, invisible. The hork had chopped down a clearing around the blade ship. There were taxons crawling over and around the ship, working feverishly. The taxons appeared to have finished work on the bug fighter. Taxons are like gigantic centipedes, with raw, red circular mouths at one end, and a ring of eyes like red jello. They fit right in, Marco said. I was thinking the same thing. The taxons could be rainforest natives, although, even by rainforest standards, they would have been huge. Not enough hork Ak said. There should be more. Many more. They should be ringing the perimeter. I count just five hork Rachel said. Wait, look, inside the blade ship, through that window, Visser 3. I stared hard and saw the outline of an andalite head. Yeah, good, at least we know where he is. What do we do? Rachel asked. She was asking me, and I didn't happen to have any brilliant answers. Okay. We know Visor 3 needs the bug fighter to get back to our time, right? And we have the computer core, so we can't use the bug fighter without us. So... We could bargain with him, but he can't be trusted. Or we could sneak aboard the blade ship and just leave the computer core where he can find it. If he just happens to find the computer core lying around, he's going to know how it got there. And he's going to know what we're up to. Marco said. Time is running out. Ak said. If we stow away on the blade ship, but don't give Visser 3 the computer core, we're trapped here, along with him. Cassie pointed out. I felt like my head was swimming. Somehow, I just hoped there would be an answer at the end. But there wasn't. Look, I don't know, alright? I yelled. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't have any magic answer. Jake, you're supposed to be our fearless leader, Marco said. I swear, I almost lost it right then. If we'd both been in human form, I might have punched Marco. I never said I was anyone's leader. I never asked to lead anything. Why do I have to know the answers? You don't, Marco. You don't, Rachel. Oh, man, Marco groaned. Jake, you can't lose it, man. We need you. I was about to say something very rude when Cassie interrupted. Something has been bothering me. Why is Jake the only one who had those flashes? We all exist in both places at once, right? So why is he the only one who had jungle hallucinations? The question hit me like a sledgehammer. Of course. It made no sense. I should have seen it. Should have, should have, should have. There were too many should haves. Axe. I remembered asking him if there was some other way to get back. I remembered the way he avoided answering. Axe, what do you know that you're not saying? What do I know? He asked evasively. 
What do you know or guess? Prince Jake, as I said, I know very little about serial rips. I was preoccupied by... Axe, you call me your prince. Fine, I'm your prince. So answer my questions. Prince Jake, it's possible that you are... I mean, it's possible that you are the only real person here. The rest of us may only be memory. I felt a chill. What are you talking about? We may not actually be here. Not really. I mean, yes, we were here in one timeline. But that timeline was later erased. Erased? Who erased this timeline? You, Prince Jake. It is possible that only you will escape from this timeline. You may go back alone and alter everything so that none of this ever really happens. Is it just me, or is this truly insane? Marco asked. Ax, how would I be the only one to escape this timeline? We think that the way to get back to our own time involves repeating the Dracon Beam accident that caused the serial rip. Right? Maybe... Prince Jake, that may not be the only way. Ax said. There may be another way. I didn't want to say anything because I wasn't sure. And... Hey! Tobias interrupted sharply. Visor 3 in the window over there? I just saw him wobble. Like a TV picture with interference. It's not him. It's a projection. A decoy. Rachel said. Suddenly, I saw my terrible mistake. Visor 3 knew that 854 was the cutoff. He knew. And he figured we knew too. So he knew that we'd show up either at the bugfighter or the blade ship, trying to beat that deadline. He knew we'd tried to hide out aboard one of the two ships. That's why he had his creatures drag the bugfighter through the forest to be alongside the blade ship. So we'd only have one place to go. So he'd know exactly where we'd be before 8.54. It's a trap! I yelled. It's a trap! He's expecting us! At that very moment, we heard his voice in our heads. Five cats and a bird. <laughs> this will be too easy. Chapter 22 8 o'clock p.m. Run! It's a trap! I bolted, but a vine reached up and snagged my front paws. I tumbled, head over heel. Instantly, the jaguar was up, but again, a vine grabbed me, wrapping around my neck. The vines were alive! Like a snake, it wrapped around my jaguar throat and tightened. I couldn't breathe! I writhed with all the jaguar's strength and broke free. I ran, then... It hit me! I'd been wearing the bugfighter's computer around my neck. It was gone! It's a Lurdathak! Axe cried. The vines! It's Visser 3 in a morph! It's a creature from the Hork-Bajir homeworld! A Lurdathak! It's... Suddenly, Axe was silent. The darkness was erupting around me in a tangle of vines. It was like being in a storm of snakes. The vines shot through the air, reaching, grabbing, wrapping themselves around me. I saw a flash of a jaguar, maybe Axe, I couldn't be sure, being lifted in the air by one of the living vines. Lifted by his neck, with three more vines wrapping around his legs and body. I wanted to help, but the snake-like things were everywhere. If I hesitated even a second, they would have me. 
Jake! I heard Marco yell. It's got me! Cassie's thought-speak voice just screamed. Ah! Cassie! I yelled. Marco! Jake, it's huge! Tobias yelled down from above. Can't see well, but like a... Like an octopus, but with a thousand tentacles! A slither of tentacles slapped against me, wrapping around my leg. I leapt, a split second away from being caught. I ran. What else could I do? I ran. It's swallowing them! Tobias cried. Oh no! No! It has a mouth! Huge! Help them! I can't! I can't! I cried. The vine tentacles were less numerous now. Smaller. Weaker. I'm inside something, Rachel said. Smothering. Prince Jake, we've been swallowed by the leader thack. I can't get to you, I yelled. I can't even see you. Claw your way out. Can't. Can't move. Cassie moaned. I can't just watch this, Tobias yelled. I'm going down. I was reeling from sheer shock and horror. I was running in panic, running flat out. The tentacles no longer surrounded me, but when I paused, panting to look back, I saw it. It was like some gnarled old tree come to life, like Medusa's head, alive with snakes. I saw it outlined against the bright lights around the blade ship. It was rising from the ground, growing taller and taller. Tentacles like bullwhips, a maze of snake-like arms, all surrounding a dark core. Through the tentacles, I could see a wide, drooping, blue-outlined mouth. As I watched, a struggling jaguar was tossed inside, and one thin tentacle reached, whipped, and wrapped around a bird that was diving toward it. Hmm, Visser 3 said. Just five little andalites inside my crawl. That leaves one still free. But don't worry, plenty of time to find you. He had them all. He had them all but me. Settle down, my Andalite friends. Relax. I won't kill you, yet. But you won't morph your way out of this. My Lurdathak morph will hold you tight till I decide your fates. He had them. Visser 3 had one. I was the only one left. I was their only hope. Some hope, I told myself bitterly. I was the one in charge, and I had walked them into Visser 3's trap. Don't feel sorry for yourself, Jake. Find a way out. The huge, thousand-tentacled creature moved easily and swiftly through the rainforest. And now, on both sides of it, I saw the hork warriors. Behind me! All around me! A ring of hork penning me in as Visser 3 slithered toward me. Then... Even my jaguar eyes couldn't see the spear fly. I could only see it when it stuck into the back of a hork Spears appeared from nowhere. hork began dropping. Polo stepped into view. He looked past me and launched his spear at the leader thack. Launched it at Visser 3. But the Visser's morph was far too quick. One vine reached out, snatched the spear from the air, then contemptuously tossed it back. It stuck in the ground where Polo grabbed it. There was no way to stop the leader thack. It was safe, surrounded by its vine tentacles. The only vulnerable part was the head, 
and it was surrounded by a forest of the... Wait a minute. Not like vines. Not like tentacles. Wrong way to think, Jake, I realized. Branches. Like branches. I dove into the darkness, and even as I ran, I began to demorph. I heard the flit of spears flying and the cries of the hork but nothing was stopping the leader thack. The viscer kept coming. I was human now, blundering blindly through the slapping leaves, my bare feet cut and bruised, but at least I had a plan. I ran and focused on a quick morph. I ran and shrank, but still I ran, even as my legs became bowed and I bent forward to use my knuckles like extra feet. And when I was fully monkey, I turned. The Lurdothak loomed high above me. Its thousand bullwhip tentacles slashed the air. Is that you, my last Andalite? Visor 3 crowed. Is that little creature your final morph? Pathetic. Maybe so, I thought. But as far as I'm concerned, you're just one big jungle gym. I leapt through the air. Leapt for the nearest tentacle. I grabbed it, swung, and flew. No other animal could have penetrated that maze of swinging, snapping, slithering tentacles. But to the monkey, it was all vines and branches. Swing, fly, catch. Swing, fly, catch. All at hyperspeed. All at a warp factor 10. But the monkey could do it. I grabbed one especially big tentacle. It swung me far up in the air, tried to snap me loose. But I held on. And now, down below, I could see the Lurdothak's head. I could see the drooping blue mouth that had just swallowed the others. I glanced aside. Polo! Yes, he was standing with his spear in hand. Your spear! I cried in thought speak. Your spear! In a flash, Polo understood. He threw with all his might. The spear flew straight and true. And from high in the air, holding to the whipping tentacle with my tail alone, I reached with both hands and snatched the spear out of the air. Did you know that one of the reasons humans can throw is because we once swung through the trees? Yup. The shoulder design that makes it possible to swing from branch to branch makes it possible to throw a spear. Very possible. I threw. The spear hit home. It sank into the flesh of the Lurdothak, delivering the poisons of the rainforest into the deadly alien creature. But I had used up all my luck. A tentacle whipped toward me. Like a snapped high-tension wire, it wrapped itself around my neck and... Chapter 23 8.19 p.m. I misjudged the distance to the ground, hit too hard, and rolled over, a tangle of wings and talons. Nice landing! Tobias said with a laugh. Are you okay? Cassie asked me. She rushed over and picked me up. Then she set me back down, because I was starting to demorph and I was getting heavier pretty quickly. What the? I demanded. I almost had a heart attack. I was back! Back behind the motel. Back, getting ready to go to the Safeway. Was it a flashback? One of the visions? No. It was lasting too long. This was real. I was behind the motel, getting ready to morph and go check out the Safeway. I looked at my watch. Could it be? What time is it? I asked Axe. 8.19, he said. 8.19. Of course, I knew the time. At 8.19, I had felt strange, 
uneasy about making the decision to go into the grocery store. But I had made the decision to go ahead. And from that decision, everything else had followed. The Sario Rip, the disaster in the rainforest. Cassie, have you ever been to the Amazon? I asked. What? No, of course not, she said. It hadn't happened. At least not to this Cassie. It was still something that was going to happen, unless I changed the timeline. Are we doing this or what? Rachel demanded impatiently. Come on, Jake. Are we doing this or what? I grinned. I laughed. I'm afraid I flat out giggled. Or what, Rachel? Definitely, or what? We are out of here. It was a day later before I finally got a chance to talk to Axe alone. I told him everything. He thought I was nuts until I said the word Sario Rip. Then he knew. This is all very amazing, he said as we walked through the woods. The good old familiar woods. The woods without killer ants and piranhas and jaguars and snakes and natives with poison spears. I have no memory of any of this. Yeah, it was pretty amazing, I said. I made so many wrong moves. I screwed everything up. The computer? Letting us walk into a trap? I mean, we were pretty much doomed. Then it was like I got a second chance to keep it from happening. But I don't even know how. You, I mean, that other you, or however you want to say it, thought we had to recreate the serial rip in order to undo it. Axe nodded. Yes, I suppose that would have worked. And there was only one other way. I stopped him. You never told me about any other way. No, I wouldn't have, Axe said. I don't know it for sure, but there is a theory. I thought there might be, I said dryly. It is impossible for one person to be in two places at once, in theory. So if you eliminate one of the two, well, the consciousness snaps back together. I think what happened, Prince Jake, is that you died. I felt a chill run up my spine. But even as you died in the rainforest, you were still alive here. So your mind snapped back. Then you undid the timeline, so none of it ever really happened. You would find you cannot morph the jaguar or the monkey, because you never really acquired those animals. He made an endolite smile, which just involves the eyes, since they have no mouths. They teach you this stuff in your schools, huh? Yes. And you didn't pay much attention to this lesson, huh? True. I can see why, I said. This time travel stuff will make your head explode. Exactly, Axe agreed. And on that day, there was this game, and this female. We walked a while further. It was a disaster down there, Axe. I blew it. The only reason we're all still alive is that in the end, I got lucky. Maybe that is true, Prince Jake. But my brother Alfangor once told me, it's a leader's job to be lucky. Sometimes success is just luck. I nodded. It didn't make me feel any better. Alfangor's luck ran out. Yes, we must hope yours does not, Prince Jake. I laughed. Don't call me Prince. Yes, Prince Jake.
Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. We're here at the end of book 11. What a journey. Uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for sticking with me for all this time. Uh, it's still just absolutely wild to me that I've kept at this for so long, but I'm legitimately like really kind of proud of of how long i've stuck with this and i want to finish this series so come with me on this journey uh as we move into book 12 as usual i will have the uh supercut of this book out later this week and then we will be on to book 12 by next week uh i don't really have anything else to say here other than the usual you know outro notes Thank you for listening. If you use iTunes and you want to leave me a rating review, I would appreciate it. I won't lie. I would appreciate that. Uh, check out my new website, theapocalypse.com. That's like apocalypse, but I threw a D there in the middle of it. Uh, apocalypse. Like podcast. So check that out. Uh, I paid real money for it. I'm still paying real money for it because hosting fees are a thing, turns out. And, uh, yeah, check out the website. I've got my second podcast, OK Crusader, on there, and, you know, all the other dumb things that I like to do in my free time. And so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get on out of here, and I'll see you all next week, then. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.